Welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast, where we equip girls in knowing their identity and calling. I'm your host, Caroline Hare, the founder of Waves Girls Conference. It's a joy to bring some encouraging conversations, messages, and coaching that will give girls tools for life and ministry. We believe that you can start making waves for Christ in your home, community, and world today. We have some amazing guests that are doing just that. Before we hear today's conversation, I want to ask that you would leave a five-star review and share this episode with at least one friend that you think might like it or need it. I'd also love to connect with you on Instagram, so find me at Caroline Hare or at Waves Girls Conference. Okay, let's get on with our conversation. Well, hey girls, we are on season five. I cannot believe it is season five of the Waves Ministry Podcast, and I am so excited because I have my sweet friend, Holly Myers, on the podcast today. Hey, Holly. Hey, hey, Carolyn. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so excited that you're here with us today. Um, mm-hmm. Girls, I got to tell you, Holly is not, um, not a newbie to this podcast. She's been on our podcast before, and um, she is a friend of mine in ministry. And it's cool because we're states away. She's in North Carolina. I'm in Destin, Florida. And it has been neat to see how some of our ministry stuff has run parallel with one another. I love that God puts the heart, um, heart for the daughters, heart, heart for girls and girls in ministry um, among different people so that we can really just reach out to the next generation. If you don't know Holly, she is in Gastonia, North Carolina, and her and her husband pastor a church called Revolution Church. And she has, mm-hmm. a, I know she has a girls ministry called Unbound. She's a speaker and author. She does podcasts. It is for Freedom Podcast you need to go listen to it. I love all the freedom Mm -hmm. stories that are shared and she writes blog, uh, blogs for Lifeway Girls. She, she does a lot y'all. She does a lot, but at the core, um, her heart is for the next generation and for young ladies. And so, um, I just, I'm so excited to have you on today. Thank you so much for being here, Holly. No, thank you for having me and you are incredible. And Caroline has been on my podcast. Everybody go actually the very beginning of my podcast. My first, very first guest. Yeah. And the Lord connected us in such a sweet way that I knew we were destined to be friends. And now you live, you live and we're friends. So it's great. And it's kind of cool guys. Whenever this is airing, um, it's just a few weeks away from us finally getting to meet each other in person. Yeah. (laughs) for like almost three years. I know. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, we've literally known each other for a hot minute at this point. And I'm like, yeah, I said this I think last time you were on the podcast. I was like, if I needed faith in like the online networking or of any sort, like I believe in it from you because it's like we have definitely a friendship that's grown out of it. Um, okay, so I gotta know, we haven't had the opportunity to do this, but I got to know for me, I love, and I'm excited because I'm going to road trip up to you here in a few weeks. And I love Mm -hmm. thinking about what kind of playlist am I going to be listening to? What is going to get me pumped up? So I got to know, like, what is your favorite go-to listening thing on a road trip? What do you love to listen to? 100% lining. (laughs) That's awesome. Worship. I love Maverick City. I love, you know, I love, I love a good worship album. I do. And, and like Carrie Job, I love, if I'm, if I'm yeah. going to get in my field and have time with the Lord, it's going to be that. But if it's going to be the windows are going to be rolled down, I'm going to be looking at the scenery for sure. Laney's going to be on. That's going to be, that's, and it's going to be loud. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Okay. So, um, I know that you, you live within a stone's throw of the beach. Like you have a couple, yeah. of, like a couple yeah, hours. Yeah. 
that yeah, right? Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm just curious, like what has been your most impactful time at the beach and which beach was it? Okay. So we just started going to, um, Santa Rosa for our family vacation. We go with some friends and the friends that we go with are very low maintenance. Like, but they, it's like they do their thing, but we kind of do our thing. And in the mornings, everybody kind of is like on their own schedules getting up, but I would love to get out on the back porch and just sit and be with Jesus. And so many things have been birthed on that back porch. We've stayed there. We stayed there for two, like one year. And then we had to go to Gulf Shores because of COVID. Right. And then we went Rosa this past year. But I would say the first time that I went was, a, a, I, I have it was a spiritual marker like trip for me where the Lord birthed in a lot of dreams, a lot of vision, a lot of things with the book. I mean, just a lot of that, that I would say that for sure. That is beautiful. You know, mm -hmm. um, that that's not too far from where I am. And I know for me, sometimes it's just like sitting I, like this evening, actually, I have a habit that on Wednesday nights, I don't have, I have youth on Tuesday nights. So Wednesday nights, I meet a friend at the beach every Wednesday night and we watch the sunset and we chat. And it's like something about just being there. You're like, it is, mind is clear to hear. Yes, it's it like, is. I think, I think that a lot, like when I'm at the, if I'm out down at the ocean, um, and I'm just sitting by myself or if I'm just sitting, um, it's something about the stillness of just the atmosphere, even though the waves are crashing in, it's like, okay. there's something about the presence of the Lord that's so there for sure. Absolutely. Oh, good. Um, you know, whenever it comes to, I mean, just reading your bio and what you do, like, man, like you're making waves for Christ. Like that is what you're mm -hmm. doing. And, and so I've just got to ask you, like, how does one go about making waves? Oh my goodness. I always say this because I think for years of my life, I think you've not talked about this before is that I chased a dream. I chased a calling. I chased this idea that I was supposed to somehow arrive at a certain place. And then that would be successful. That would be a measuring stick of what, what, whatever that you thought that you were supposed to succeed in. But when I shifted that and I began to chase the dream giver and chase the one that this is worth the calling of, um, things begin to shift in my life. And I think I say this a lot is do whatever's in front of you. So for me on Wednesday nights, we have a bunch of community kids from our, you know, cute in here and that's making waves. It's being in front of them, listening to talking about girl problems, talking about boy problems, tell them to stay off the streets. I mean, it's like hard, honest conversations. But it also might be me sitting in a coffee shop with a friend just listening. And I think that whatever's in front of you, who's ever in front of you, if you do it as if you're doing it unto the Lord, it, it creates that movement. It creates making waves because it's not you. It's Christ in you through you type of thing. So I think that's huge for me. That is awesome. You know, I, I see so many people like they want to make an impact. They want to make waves for Christ. And what they do is they start venturing out on this thing. And like what you were talking about, they're chasing the, the dream or the call and not yeah. the one who gave it to them. And right. a lot of times what happens is because they don't have that character or those core values already intact, they then like flop. And so I'm just yes. curious for you, like, what are some of the core values that you have mm -hmm. that, that help you um, continue to make waves for Christ? Yeah, I think there's two things. I think the first thing is, do I believe that God is who he says he is? Good. If I believe that God is who he says he is and how in the world can I carry out what he's called me to do because I will always not have fully trust him I'll always fully um, walk into insecurity or I will 
walk in fear of what that might look like. And so my first thing is, do I believe that God is who he says he is in the Bible? Is he, is he a provider? Is he, does he walk with me? Does he really go before me, behind me? Does he really call me his masterpiece? Um, does he really call me to, to speak truth? Does he really call me to have this passion for walking in freedom? Like, do I do is that what I believe? And if it is, the second thing is, am I walking in obedience? Do I, do I listen to his voice and do I follow through with it? Um, I'm an Enneagram seven all the way and seven struggle with follow through. It's just, they just do. That's why I was like to right now, there's a load of laundry sitting in my washing machine and it won't go into the dryer until probably tomorrow. I mean, I hope that I'll do it today, but probably not. Okay. And there's been times where I'm like, oh my gosh, it stinks. I've got to rewash the whole thing. So as a follower of Christ, like for me, my core values, I have to not only do I believe God is who he says he is, but do I follow through with what he's telling me to do? Um, because if I don't do those two things, like we've said this a lot, people have said this, delayed obedience is disobedience. And so the core of who I am, I have to believe that God who he says he is. Do I believe that who I am, who he says he is? And then do I walk in obedience based on what he's calling me to do and not on how I feel um, or the fear? So I would say those things for sure. That is so good. You know, um, with waves, like so many times what you're talking about is knowing our identity and our calling yeah. and bursting forth in that. And whenever I think about that, though, like you, you didn't just arrive there, like you didn't get there overnight. And so I'm just curious, like, when did you first know your identity in Christ? Like, when was it like solidified? You were like, okay, I got it. Mm, I think that, you know, when I first became a believer as a freshman in college, and I remember being on my knees, sobbing and just saying, I'm sorry. Um, and at that moment, as I believe is when I surrendered my heart to Jesus. But out of that, did I still walk in deep, um, like eating disorder? Yes. Like I went through starving myself. We've talked about this before on your podcast is I walked through a lot of seasons where I did not believe that I was who God says I was. So I remember being at a conference in Greensboro, North Carolina. I was in the bathroom and I shut the door and I said, God, I'm not going to get up from here until you talk to me. I'm not going to get up from here until we have an encounter. And I sat on that cold tile floor sobbing uncontrollably with my Bible open and just reading. And it came across Ephesians 3.20. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Then I came across Ephesians 2.10 for we are God's masterpiece. And I sobbed. And I will never forget because I got it from that floor. And I'm like, all right, if you call me my, your masterpiece, then I need you to show me how to become that, to walk into that masterpiece, which means I had to literally stand face to face with a lot of giants and a lot of bondage and say, Hey, Holly, you've got a problem with eating. Hey, Holly, you've got a problem with how you and I won as I faced those things and allowed God's truth to be what set me free and not my striving. It was like, that was the moment that things shifted in me. And the next day when I walked into the conference room, I had no idea what was going to be taught on. We opened up our booklets. And there was these silver, like shiny little papers. And he said, hold these up. And he began to read Ephesians 3.20. And I was like, oh, that was when I was doubting my calling. I was doubting. It was all in this time frame. And now it's like, I know what I'm called. It's funny. My shirt right now says, know your worth and then add tax. Like, I know my worth. <laughs> I know that my comes from Jesus and nothing that. Um, but it's a daily believing. Like I have to believe that like today I'm worthy today. I'm worthy today. I'm worthy. And it's choosing to believe God's truth over what the enemy tells me. So that is yeah. 
That is so good. You know, and I think that I love how God sent like that confirmation immediately. Mm -hmm. after mm -hmm. that moment. He's like, just in case you're questioning again. Right. Let me just it was me one more time. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So, um, when did you, so as you knew your identity, when did you start to really understand and put, put words, put actions towards what your calling was? You know, what's so crazy about this is that, okay. So in, uh, today on the 22nd is, um, anniversary, 13 years anniversary when my mother-in-law passed away one week before she passed away. I was sitting beside her bed and I was trying to get in a, a, a speaker for the girls event that was coming up in the fall and everyone kept canceling on me. And up to that point, I'd never spoken before. I didn't feel called to speak. I actually went to college and majored in communications and they said, you're going to have to do a presentation. I quit that went into social work because I said, I will never talk in front of anyone. No way. Um, that yes. is hilarious. Yes. So I went into social work. And so at that point I was really beginning to, um, to fight against this, like the demons of like this body image issues, really coming to understand what my identity was in Christ. It was about that time. So 13 years ago, which is so crazy to think about now that this is the question you're asking me on the day of this, but <laughs> looked at me and she said, Holly, maybe it's time that you share your story. Mm -hmm. And I was like, <laughs> no way. There is no way. And then, um, a few days later, I was telling a friend of mine who's a dear close friend of my still, I said, this is what I'm struggling with. And she said, Holly, I believe it's your turn. I believe that God is saying, this is, you need to step out and share your story. And that year at the girls event, she had passed away one week later. And when the girls event came up, I shared my story. Now I took off on stage. Are you here? Yeah, I'm here. I took my shoes off on stage. I said, um, um, uh, about a million times, but I walked off that stage and it was like, I'm going to tear up talking about it. It was like God burst something into me and said, you are called to do this. Don't you dare look any other way. I'm calling you to go proclaim freedom. And from that point on, I, I fall insecurity, fall insecurity, fall insecurity. I mean, would be sick on my stomach, want to throw up before I walked on stage, but the Lord put into me a passion that I cannot put out. It's like a fire that won't go away. Um, and I, and I, ha I have to have to do it. If I don't, I'm being disobedient. Um, and so that was a huge, that was a turning point for me. It was 13 years ago is when I began to say, you know what? I'm not going to walk on a stage of 5,000 people, but I can stand in front of a Sunday school class with the middle school girls and I can share with them and I can speak to them and I can have moments with them in the student ministry where I can say those things and begin to share my story. So that was like the turning point and the, and the steps that I took just shared with who was in front of me. So that was how yeah. it came to be. That's awesome. I love that. Thank you for sharing your story. I think mm -hmm. so many times it, it's interesting to hear how everybody's story unfolds a little bit different. Yes. Like God wants to do something unique with everybody. So if you're looking to like do a copycat, like it's probably going to be different than yours or mine, right. but I love how creative he is and the way that he, he moves all those pieces together to push you forward, um, and to, yeah. to a new thing. Um, sometimes he loves you forward and you just, just go with it. Right. Okay. We'll figure it out as yeah. we go. <laughs> yes, for sure. 
For sure. Okay. So one of the things that, um, that waves really has taken a look at this year, like in 2021, beginning of 2021, you know, I went to my, my waves board and I just said to him, I was like, Hey, it's like, I feel like we need to redefine our values, our core values, like really make sure that they define a waves girl. And so some of the values that we came up with, um, that make up a girl that is making waves is that us girls that make waves, like we're worshipers. Like we, we have life worship, like we are advancing, we're moving forward, um, in our relationship with the Lord, but also advancing the kingdom. Um, yeah, we are vocal. Like we, we will speak up even whenever we're uncomfortable, like what you were talking about. Um, we're engaged with heaven and engaged with other people. Um, and yeah. then we're solid, excuse me, as I, my voice cracks, <laughs> we're solid, <laughs> we're, um, mm-hmm. we're unwavering. And so, um, those are just some mm-hmm. of the core values, but I just want to know from you, how have you walked these out in your own home community and world? Gosh, those are all so good. And I think they're all so important. I think, you know, one of the things that I cannot live without, cannot live without is my time with Jesus in the word. I mean, it is oxygen to my soul. I, I think that if I, someone said to me one time, they're like, oh, we know you read your Bible. And it was like, almost like a slant. And I thought, and I said, yes, I have to, because if I don't, I'm going to binge on food. And if I don't, I'm going to think negative thoughts about you and negative thoughts about me. And I'm going to, I'm going to walk in that insecurity and that, in that what the enemy wants me to do. And so to me, it's being in God's word and believing God's word is true and believing that, um, that's what sets things in motion for me like which what where am I going to head do I head to a blog post do I head to a podcast do I head to God's word and so to me I think it's it's letting that be be the very foundation of of steps and movement right and then the other thing is like for sure worshiping guys you will not believe this I just knocked my microphone completely like I just I don't even know what I did I just like knocked it across my kitchen table. Clumsy Caroline. Yes. Right here. Sorry. Keep no, talking. I love it. No, no, you're good. So worship, worshiping is huge for me too. I think that on Sunday mornings, like, you know, we think music on you know, standing and listening to worship, but I think worship is a lifestyle. I think it's worship is an everyday, um, pouring out of, uh, of your time, of your, of your energy into things to grow the kingdom. And I think that's what it looks like the the core values of, in my home. I have two daughters. So if I say that I run a girl's ministry, but I neglect my girls in home, then am I really, right. am I really, you know, embodying this girl, this girl who makes waves. Right. And um, so I think that that's been huge. Like for me in the morning time, sitting outside with Rebecca, talking about deep issues and things that are in the world and making sure that I'm speaking truth over them, um, pouring into them. That has got to be my first thing outside of like unbound and like people that I pour into. Um, So I think those two are huge right now for me. So that's so good. That's so, so good. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Well, I just, I know girls, I, w- I want to encourage you, like, I-, I know core values and knowing yeah. your identity and calling, like it's a thing. Like if you, it, is. it, it will become a big thing if you don't make it a thing. <laughs> right. And then when the world will tell you who you're not, and then you'll begin to believe that. 
Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Holly, I just want to thank you so much for being on our podcast and joining us and just sharing some of your story. And I'm, I'm curious for the girl's sake, I want them to know, I already know these things, but where can we follow you? Where can we find you? How can we keep up with, um, with what God's doing in your life and, and even just some of your encouraging words and messages? Mm. Well, on Instagram is Holly H. Myers and on podcast, if you're going to go to, to um, either Spotify or um, what's the other one? iTunes. <laughs> I don't even know. If you're an app, iTunes, it is, it is for freedom and um, it should pop right up. It's got a little bird on there and it should say my name on there. So those are two places that I feel like uh, on a lot. I mean, I'm on Facebook, but teenage girls are not on Facebook. So if you're a mom, find me on Facebook. <laughs> if you're, uh, but if you are, or if you're over the age of 25, I feel like sometimes, I mean, no, like Rebecca is 24, but so if you're on Facebook, find me on Facebook, but, um, and I love, I love, um, communicating with girls. I'm so, I, I would love for, if you needed to reach out to me, yeah. I can give you my email address, all those things. So, or my phone number, I, I feel like I give my phone number all the time to people. I was at a retreat literally last week, a women's retreat. And they were like, what's your number? I was like, Oh, everybody get your phones out. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> thing I do but that um but I wanted to read the scripture really quick because I wanted to read it um when you asked me that question and it's second Timothy um chapter four and it is something that I think that we're in a, in a place right now where it's like when you were talking about identity and calling it says um it's verse four and it says um will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching they will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear they will reject the truth and chase after myths and I thought you know that to me is such a picture of where we are in the world and so that, I think that's why it's so important when you set core values if you don't get them they'll be a big thing it will become a really big thing and you will lose yourself in an identity you will lose yourself in, in something that you were, that God never intended for you to walk in. So I encourage you to sit down, pray, like ask the Lord, how can I make waves? But also what, what is the, the core of my identity in Christ? And I think that he'll tell you. That's good. You know, yeah. it's so funny as you read that, I was like, my eyes got big. I was like, I just read that yesterday. <laughs> I, I love that. It's well, and yeah. it's a good word for this season too. Um, yeah. Girls, go look that up. Maybe spend some time mm -hmm. and praying over that. Um, yeah, Holly, we thank you so much for joining us today. Thank girls, you, friend. Yeah, it, it, we're so blessed to have you on here. Girls, go and mm -hmm. make waves. Wait, I can't wait to see you. I know. <laughs> see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Waves Ministry podcast. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, wavesgirlsconference.com, and our social media at wavesgirlsconference. Today, we hope you start making waves in your home, community, and world.